Cyberpunk Red, The Dark Future. The year is 2045, and our edge runners Shade, Shift, Oni, and Carl have just come off a major job with their rocker boy friend Mizuki. They've got a new job in front of them, and a new game master at the head of the table. In this campaign arc, a sequel to the Lucy in the Sky bonus campaign from Massive Damage Adventures Season 4, Ian takes the chrome chair, and I join as a player. This will be about a 20-episode mini-campaign, with each episode being 40 to 60 minutes. Our intro music is Challenge Day by Mindbender, and the background music is Sirenscape's official Cyberpunk Red soundscapes. If you're interested in running your own Cyberpunk Red campaign virtually, get yourself a free Roll20 account at Roll20.net and pick up the Cyberpunk Red Roll20 edition for $39.99 US. Got a physical copy of Red and still want to use the virtual table? No problem, Chum. The character sheet is free. You've just got to do the extra legwork to load your maps, assets, and Machiavellian schemes. And, as you jack into the digital streets of Night City, don't forget the Edge Runner's rules. Style over substance. Attitude is everything. Live on the edge. Break the rules. This episode sponsored by Roll20. Woo! Because we're loving Roll20 and on Roll20 and Ian's doing super cool things with uh, graphical maps on Roll20. We're using the Cyberpunk Red built-in character sheet and I'm not the GM. Ian gets to do the stuff now. Go for it. All right. All right. So when last we met our trepid edge runners, they found uh, and thankfully accepted a new member into their party. Otherwise, Merrick would have to go make another character real darn quick. Uh, and so we are adventuring in a place called Homestead. I will set the scene for what Homestead is because it plays an outsized role in the history of this campaign and is kind of like a character. Uh, so Homestead is a massive factory under the control of a megacorp called Petrochem. It is the only place in the world which produces biosteel, a variant of steel that when electrical current runs through it, flexes like a muscle and thus provides increased tensile strength. It's the strongest material in the world, and it is used for all sorts of orbital activities, for big skyscrapers, um, and uh, rumor is that they're going to be putting in actually a spire, a, uh, ele a space elevator that will maybe soon connect Earth to the stars using this wonderful material. Um, Homestead is has 100,000 workers in it, all of which who work for Petrochem, and recently there has been, well, let's say an upheaval there. Um, Unhappy with management, the Union Amalgamated Man has moved in and caused some chaos, kicking Petrochem out. Uh, they were contacted by a corporation with a job, and that is where I will leave it to another player to continue recapping. So, before we jump into that, Ian, um, what you're saying is that it's Bucky Weave. It's, yeah, kind of. <laughs> I just wanted to make a Netrunner reference. I did like the idea, though, like, I, I also, I've been talking to uh, a good friend of ours who's obsessed with Battletech and Mech Warrior. Uh, at least several people know who that is. Uh, and I was really interested by the idea of, like, Moyomer as a material, like, this, like, super muscular type thing. And I'm like, why would you just use that for, like, making, like, mechs move? Why wouldn't you use it for, like, building and stuff? So. Cool. We could have flexing skyscrapers that are mechs. So does landing anyone... on a planet and then the, the skyscrapers start fighting you? <laughs> oh my god! That would be amazing. Uh, you know, it's a really great question. Uh, can you imagine what happens to your skyscraper if you stop paying your power bill? Probably nothing. 
Wow, you made that really evil, Ian. Starts starving and getting angry and cannibalizing the power from nearby buildings. Or if the power was the only thing keeping it vertical, it'll just collapse into, like, steel sand. What if it was not just, like, the entire skyscraper, but just your room or your apartment in it? So the walls just flex and (laughs) goofy. That's one way to evict someone. Just make the room go away. No, no room unless rent. I mean, if all right. So, do we want to uh, go over the rest of it, or do you want uh, me to continue with the recap of what happened last? I shot a rocket. Yeah, did you read how that affected things? Uh, that's probably unrelated. (laughs) It's like probably it's weird that it happened twice. Well, it's like there's consequences to our actions. Who would have guessed? <laughs> well, we not probably... once in a game have I ever... I've, I've realized it, but I've never taken it to heart. Since this is being recorded for an audience, we should probably share the radio broadcast that uh, came on the TV in between sessions here. Sure. So, uh, last session, one of the key elements was... So, if the party got a job to work for Militech to basically kick Petrochem fully out of Homestead. They wanted uh, Petrochem out because it had it gave Petrochem too much power. So they hired the Edge Runners to protect a nascent union movement under the under the control of Q Donnelly, the current kind of uh, strike committee member who's leading all of this. And uh, they were instructed to go to Homestead. Upon going to Homestead, they uh, encountered a blockade uh, of... Uh, Petrochem mercenaries, who definitely would have made them if they had entered just normally. So, uh, they fired a rocket off. Carl, specifically, fired a rocket off, causing some great destruction in the Petrochem base, and enough of a distraction that they were able to make their advance into Homestead without being noticed. Uh, When they uh, got into Homestead, uh, they managed to get their entrance by saying that they were here to meet uh, Big P who turned out to not be a Polly, like most people thought, but instead a Pauline. Uh, Pauline Staples, or Big P, as she's known to her friends, uh, promised them beef jerky and took them on a tour of the uh, uh, of the facility. She has so far shown them the executive suites, the common area, and the factory floor, uh, whereupon she was distracted from her tour by realizing that she hadn't yet given them the beef jerky she had promised, that was homemade, of course, old family recipe and so uh went off to do that whereupon there was a hideous accident uh and some poor person was mashed into a machine um and that is where we left our edge runners uh and now we will cut back to immediately that moment so there's a large machine it's got uh it's got some sort of like hydraulic system to it like it's like a stamping machine for stamping like ingots and in shape into this blue material that you assume is this bio steel uh and someone wasn't looking ended up getting caught their uh flappy kind of clothing ended up getting caught into it they got pulled in and uh the machine clamped down destroying um their right arm uh warnings immediately went off um and some signs started flashing off on the machine it immediately ceased production, uh, so everyone could hear the screams of the man who was trapped. Um, and by the blood that's rapidly f- spilling onto the floor, um, 
there is a crisis here and this man will be dead if the party does not act. Onan so, looks over at Shade and goes, that's your problem. I'm, I'm already moving. I'm already going that way. All right, Shade, what are we doing? Well, I have just a big old doctor bag. I'm trying to find it on my inventory list. I know I have it. It'd be so embarrassing if I didn't, wouldn't it? There it is, med tech bag. I forgot all my doctor stuff. Damn it! That's in my other pants. I'll shoot his arm back on. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if we roll high enough. I. No. <laughs> I was kidding. I know. Uh, I'm trying to decide if that's first uh, first aid or paramedic. I'm pretty sure it's paramedic roll to stabilize and stop the bleeding and everything. Is his arm still trapped in this machine? Yes, it is trapped. So there is uh, blood and bone connecting him to this machine. Okay, well, I'm going to start by trying to get the bleeding under control with this handy paramedic roll that I'm clicking right now. Ooh. 21. Very handy. <laughs> I better uh, be good at the thing I poured all my skill points into. Uh, so your uh, paramedic command, that's basically just to render like first aid, right? It's not it's better than first aid, but I'd need the book to remember the difference. I'm sorry. I should have looked before knowing that there was a medical emergency at the start of this. If session. I remember correctly, paramedics usually has a lower difficulty and it applies to more situations. So in, in this regard, it, yeah, it's like, it's a, it was a good, good choice. <laughs> just put glue on it. I just need to know the extent of it because this man is like imminently dying. And in the next six seconds, I need to know exactly what you have changed about that. I mean, don't wear long clothing around stamping machines. What a good lesson. Is she stabilizing a wound state or a common critical injury? That doesn't sound likely. This sounds like a heavy critical injury. So first aid's not going to cut it. Yeah. So stabilizing wound states and quick fixing or treating all but the deadliest critical injuries would be paramedic. And then Which is what I rolled. Term. Yeah, paramedic. So paramedic is to stabilize him now, and then fixing him more long term would be surgery, which I can also do. So what what does the theoretical audience see as uh, Shade runs over to this man? Uh, I'm going to start with a, a tourniquet, like just below the shoulder here, because there's... Yeah, you got to stop the bleeding first. In my professional opinion, is this arm salvageable? Absolutely not. Uh, you can see that, um, like, beyond, like, once you start, like, moving away, like, the blood and stuff, um, immediately a few people come uh, over to you and begin, like, trying to pull him out as they start, like, trying to move him I, away. I don't let them pull him. Uh, I'm going to need a check from somebody else to prevent them, but I'll just set the scene are for you, a second. Are you, saying a, are, you, a are, second. You, are you saying a paramedic yelling at them to just not touch would... Are you wearing, like, clear badging that identifies you as a health professional? Nobody but Trauma Team does. Yeah, so as of this moment, they don't know what you've done. You have stabilized this man, but there are definitely people still trying to pull him out of the machine. And up close, Shade, you can see that there is, uh, like, the space beyond um, uh, his arm, like, around his arm, is, like, roughly about a centimeter large. And so, like, whatever was there is now a centimeter thick. 
Well, now that I've stopped the bleeding, they better back up because I'm amputating. <laughs> so, uh, Carl, you want to move the rest of the people out of the way? How are we doing that? I make them go away. Uh, uh, cool. Did you use your uh, spell for that? Uh, the, uh, <laughs> yeah. Carl's interposing hand. <laughs> Nobody thought I was the wizard. <laughs> they were wrong. Uh, I make them go away physically. Are we talking With... like an athletics check to push them away, or like what are we talking? Yeah, like the like, you know, like when there's like a big crowd pushing around, and you gotta like sort of like arms out and like kind of walk them back. Nothing to see here. Just a guy getting his arm turned into a pancake. Uh, I just want Eric. to, yeah. Do you have a? Oh, never mind. Never mind. We're good. Okay, I just want to say that Frogger has uh, pulled his helmet out of his backpack. It's like a chrome frog with like super big eyes. He's put it on. Uh, his virtuality goggles are inside, and he's attempting to access a uh, um, a network point. That's adorable. Sure. Also, there's a network point nearby. Um, do you need to make a roll for that to bypass security? Um, it depends on the net architecture. So, like, if uh, if you say that there is password security on there, then yeah, I do a backdoor action and try to break the password. There is a password on it, but you get the sense that this is uh, um, pretty simple, so it's not a difficult action. Um, okay. For you, Carl, the difficulty value you're shooting for is um, difficult, so a 15, uh, because there's a lot of panic, but you are a large, imposing individual, and thus uh, more likely to actually like get some purchase here with the people. Well, there you go. 23 was the first one. It didn't go through. Yeah, so what does that, like, big success look like? Like, how imposing are you? Is it, like, mainly brute strength, or is it, like, a bit of intimidation? There's, like, uh... Carl just sort of slips in between the people and Shade, uh, and just slowly starts walking forward, and it's either <laughs> they keep going with him, or he goes through them, uh, and so he just kind of, like, pushes them back. And then someone goes like, hey, what are you doing? And he just kind of leans down and growls slowly while keeping walking. Sure, yeah. For the rest of the encounter, if you want to make some sort of like an intimidation check, I'll give you a, a, a plus two for that good result. Because uh, that's I, I like that roleplay. Um, Frogger. Uh, so what I was going to say, um, in-game, if people want to see what the helmet looks like, you can look at my token because it's multi-sided and I swapped it. Um, of course you did. I will make an interface roll to backdoor this password. Um, that is a nine. Uh, that is not sufficient, unfortunately. It's really a nine. Uh, so when you're doing Netrunner actions, you only add your interface, which is only five. So uh, it's one of those things where you don't add one of the um, uh, attributes. Oh, okay. Do we adjust uh, difficulty values because of that then? Uh, oh yeah. In yeah. yeah I yeah. hope so. Okay. Then, <laughs> yeah. So I would. Difficulty I was 20. Saying it, I was saying it's every day, so I will say it's simple, which means that you do manage to crack the access code. Um, and so I'm guessing that you are immediately then going to be looking at this machine, seeing what you can do. Yeah. Um. I. So yeah. What happens is I have three actions, basically three net actions for. Um, everybody else's like meat actions 
And so my first is to use the password to get through, and then I'll try and... Uh, just look around, like, if there's something that I can control right here to ensure that the, um, the system is completely turned off right now to start. Do you want to take a look at the system and see kind of what its status is? Uh, yeah, sure. So that'd be ID. Sounds um, good. Yeah, I look at a piece of data uh, ooh, and determine its value. Um, yeah. So I shall once again do a roll with my plus five. I got a seven. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It doesn't. There's a there's an easy to read status monitor for this thing, and I will send you to your agent in a second what you see as a status report from this machine. Cool. And then I don't know. We're we're gonna click on med tech and see what kind of music comes up when we play med tech. Uh, if you check your agent Frogger, you will see the system status. Excellent. And then, yeah, the last thing that I would do is um, oh, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to shout out uh, high temperature system purge in 28, 28 seconds. Move, 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 move. And I would be disconnecting. I jack out as my third action and I am running. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, so we've had actions from Shade, from Carl, and from Frogger. Does uh, Oni or um, Shift one in on this? I'm sorry. High pressure. Okay. Well, since the the kid is booking it, I'm going to look over to Shade's, see that she probably has it underhand, and I'm just going to go leave too. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Shane and Carl got this. I have no need to... I'm not going to help anyone. <laughs> I'll pat, I'll pat like, shift on the shoulder and be like, yeah, we should probably leave. And, okay. Oni will help Carl and Shane by yelling, you better make it quick. It's, it's going to be more dangerous in here. And then he'll leave. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, shift. Do, would you like to take an action or should we move on to the next round? Shift doesn't really want to help. Fair. <laughs> I'll like. Uh, I'll like. I'll take like. I'll look. I'll do like some watching for any sort of trouble. Sure. So you'll kind of go on like Overwatch, see if there's going to be anything else that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, excellent. Uh, can you make me? I believe there is still perception. Can you make me a perception check? I mean, I'm sure I can't, but let me try. Oh God. I like to imagine shift just shooting people in the ankle so they can't run as fast. Wait, no, I mean, that's me. I did that. I would do that. Uh, so <laughs> it would be under awareness skills and perception. Thank you, friend. Top left-hand corner, awareness skills. Boop. I got a 15. Uh, all right. That is enough to beat the difficulty I had set uh, to detect that there is something. Uh, approaching, uh, flying above. So uh, the factory floor here at Homestead is quite large. Um, okay. Like I mentioned, it's several, like like it's like a hundred square kilometers or something like that. And it's uh, 
at points it's very high in this place is about 40 feet high you can see that swooping in are a series of drones that look like they are news drones that have been attracted to the commotion and soon will begin recording uh, recording the scene i shoot one uh no we're supposed to avoid that remember <laughs> why a woman after my own heart because we're supposed uh, to help the union and that means playing nice with the media uh shift don't let anyone tell you how to play your character yeah, if you want to do one. that yeah, let's right. shoot it let's do this also don't don't let ian tell you <laughs> what to do yeah, he does not have your best interest at heart. Nah, I gotta let Ian tell me what to do. <laughs> I'm gonna use manners, or do I get to shoot both? Uh, yeah, take a take a full combat action, shoot both. All right, manners got twenty and poise got sixteen. Uh, I'm gonna say that this is fifty-one to hundred meters away, so your two shots actually go awry; they do not hit. No. Um, but you do cause the drones to swerve, which I will say will mean they don't arrive this turn, but they'll arrive next turn because they have detected gunfire. So uh, they are going to be approaching cautiously. You've activated some sort of like a subroutine that has, has caution there. Okay. And then I'm going to try to like not be noticeable as the one who shot the guns. Oh, you're going to like hide them immediately? Cool. Uh, can we'll, we'll have you make maybe uh, as part of your next turn um some form of like a social role to like try and like fit in um i'm imagining it'll probably be either streetwise or um wardrobe and style if you want to like quickly adjust your costuming to like fit in all right cool so uh let's do that right now actually Um, all right i have it up we're not really uh, doing it in, uh, in in combat style anyway. So kind of I can't see my roll. Hold on. Don't tell me what it is. A 22! That's really good. Yeah, 22 is, is really excellent. So you like... Uh, I'm really do like short. A, I duck behind a tall person. Yeah, and there's like a, a bit of quick change as well as you like probably take some like brighter elements of your clothing and maybe like fold them over or something to make yourself like a little bit less visible. I picked up a, a, a suit like a... Like uh, one of their suits, and was like, ew. No, even better. Like predator style. Uh, what you do is you just start smearing mud all over your face and stuff. Ugh, no. Like axle grease. No, I'll just. I like that the thought that my character already has outfits where she knows how to flip things to make them less colorful. Yeah, I assumed there was like a um, like a quick change scene, like in Transformers or something, or like you walk through an area and you grab a few things and you look totally different. No, no, I have, the... like, I have one of those coats, and I just, like, flip it. Oh, yeah, I thought cool. she had, like, one of those dresses where you pull it down, and a new dress flips out. Exactly! <laughs> and it's all uh, plain and boring. She spins in a circle, and suddenly uh, she's dressed as Belle um, from Disney, so... <laughs> and nobody knows lights where on the fire. confetti... She lights on fire, yeah. Nobody knows where the confetti came from. <laughs> Where's the music coming from? <laughs> this is really not appropriate. All right. Uh, confetti lands on the guy's head. So we've got three, we've got two people who are more or less doing nothing. So in the next round, I'll just ask if Frogger and Oni are going to be moving further away. Yeah. Um, if it's back to me now, <clears throat> sorry, I was just reading here. There was no paramedic option for critical injury, dismembered arm, only a surgery option. 
to stabilize and fix that. However, um, my surgery skill is the same as my paramedic skill. So can we just say I rolled this, my surgery skill instead? Well, so surgery, I'm, I'm guessing, is like a longer term endeavor. So I was going to say, I'm probably not finished yet, but I'd like to keep the roll since it's the exact same skill value. And I died. there was not an option to roll paramedic for dismembered arm. Uh, I'm fine keeping the, the, the roll. Um, what I'm going to say, if you're okay with it, is that basically you have stabilized him, but the arm is still ruined. Uh, so he's not in danger of dying from the critical injury. That's what your success was. But you haven't done like the surgery necessary for him to not be permanently scarred or still die. He's not going to die in the next five I'm not rounds. done yet. If I just left him here, I'm sure bad things would continue to happen to him. Correct. Yeah. And so... Um, I, I, I'm cool with that. I, I just wanted to, like I said, keep that first roll. And uh, then I, I'm going to say, Carl, thank you. Much easier work with some space. Would you do me a favor and help me take my patient outside? <laughs> Okay, he is, point of order, still stuck in the machine. Oh, but I thought I was amputating already. <laughs> uh, why don't you make me a surgery roll to amputate? Okay. Pretty sure I got a sword. But he got to do it clean. We want whatever cyberarm he gets to connect well, so we don't want it messy. see how strong I am? Yes, but is that the same as a clean cut? Sure. We need to get you a mono katana so that you can't make a clean cut. There you go. <laughs> the cleanest cut. Um, 18, which is still higher than the highest surgery DB I see on here. Yeah, but again, surgery is typically done in the suite, right? I'd be tempted to apply some negatives. However, right. 18 is good enough to... Because like, we're not we're not going for like um, senior resident here. This isn't like a, a medical exam where it's like, you did this wrong. You're like, I, what if arm not attached to person in a way that does not kill man? Uh, so yeah. What you... happens is I pull an angle grinder out of my medtech bag. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. All right. So uh... the scary part is that's an actual thing that can happen in a, in a surgery ward. Not not saying for amputations, but I'm saying they do use power tools. So yeah, the day. but not for taking <laughs> off your arm. <laughs> they might. <laughs> so Frogger, if you're still you don't want to know what chainsaws TV. were invented for. If you're still connected to the machine, you do see some additional warnings of additional biomatter as. Uh, as Shade splatters this machine in blood, removing this guy's arm, and you can see that as you pull him away, it is um, about like a three centimeter strip of like crushed bone and and torn flesh is about the only thing in there. It actually isn't hard for you to cut through this arm and yank him out of it, and you can see like a a viscous red and 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 dark brown and red and like fleshy mass that's in the little crack there. It looks can like just it was lay off time. on the super vivid descriptions of a man's <laughs> smashed arm, please. Fair. Uh, you can see the, the remains of his arm um, in the machine. Uh, and you pull him away. Uh, Carl, are you aiding in um, trafficking this man? I can traffic down, this man. Down to Mexico. I definitely Probably. jacked out because if there was any ice lurking and I didn't jack out, as soon as I like went more than six meters away, I would get jumped, cyber jumped. I also saw that and was definitely thinking of ways to like push you and pull you around away from your thing. So, <laughs> nope, jacked out, ran away. Merrick has been waiting so long to use these terms. So he's like, I jacked out so ice didn't get me. I didn't get cyber jumped. Why'd you say all those wait. words? 
Because I've been waiting to say them. Uh, just wait until zapped my brain. Just wait until we start having um, conversations about the actual ice, and I rename everything uh, as things like toll booth, and then this game just becomes for Merrick and myself. Uh, yeah, I'll and... just I'm go to I got a book to read, so yeah, yeah. Uh, so you pull him away, Carl. You help this man who is like in shock and incredibly limp. He's not even really. He's unconscious. Him. Yeah, he's like shaking, and he is unconscious. He is gone from the world. The book I says can make so. Him unconscious. Uh, yeah, so you're 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 dragging this man away, um, and then the machine starts to like loudly hum, and all of the rest of the workers kind of like panic and get away. There's a bit of like uh, chaos as people are just getting a distance away, and then um, the thin kind of line that marks the, the the point at which like the the um, the stamper hits the hits the plate surface. Uh, it begins to glow um, like first like a, a a pale orange. And then there's a bright white flash, and there's an acrid scent in the air, and then you can see the um, the plate slowly start to lift up, um, and there is like a bit of ash that gets like swept away by an automated like machine thing, and the uh, the machine seems okay, and you are immediately then surrounded by thankful workers all wearing the amalgamated man logos, um, and it's just like a mass of people like thanking you and like shouting at this person someone takes him off of off of your guys' kind of shoulders as you're kind of lifting him away it's like kind of taking him away uh and we will go back they're taking to... my guy away yeah they said so they're going to take him to like the medical i'm facilities. not done <laughs> uh they say that like you should probably follow them they have like a full surgery without if you need it these guys are <laughs> awfully pushy they just keep trying to take a patient out of my hands they try it one more time i'm gonna let them um Shift, you do notice that... Uh, if they try one more time, I'm going to let them do what they want to do. Well, I mean, <laughs> then it's not my problem if he dies. I tried. They thought they knew better. Whatever. That's I mean, the threat. Maybe they do? They are. They do more power to, to them, be, then, I guess. They do seem to be taking them over. You can see that there's, like, a group of people who are dressed in, like, they have, like, medical kind of... Um, badging on them like they have like the cross and stuff and like other signs of like obvious medical professionals um and they appear to be like trying to push their way through the crowd towards you and they seem to be trying to go in that direction so they seem to be taking him to like proper medical staff i am so insulted you can accompany them would you like to accompany them no i'm already insulted it's too late okay uh shift returning back to you for a second uh those same drones that were approaching previously uh are now uh, approaching and circling um and your previously very good perception can see that there is a number of people who have um, news augments and news cyberware are um, pushing their way to try and get to see what had happened. It's not a big deal if they see. Okay. Is, is it? Is it a big deal? No. I, I gave them time to get the guy out of the machine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I think we're good. Well, okay. Trying to go... So, the news bots are delayed, so they're coming into... They thought they saw a commotion. They're gonna see the machine itself. The guy is being led by other group towards the medicine. Is he, like, completely... Is he completely gone into, like, the medi area, or is he still, like, making a line towards there? Uh, he's still making a line to there, and he's, like, dripping 
blood, but not like gushing blood, um, just due to the nature of the amputation that just occurred. Um, so there definitely is like it's still a violent scene. There's like a trail of blood leading from the machine to the wounded man. Uh, well, it depends how we spin it. It might not be a bad thing. If they, if someone can successfully spin it as these men were trying to fix all the like safety issues uh, from even from like the Petrocon facility and stuff like that, and even with all due caution, this still happened. Clearly, this is a demonstration of Petrocon's negligence. Like that would be like a good spin. Of it's course, Oni can't spin, or Oni can't suggest it because I don't have any of this. Someone who's actually social, but like on a uh, broader perspective. Tim, this is a yeah. wonderful time to unveil uh, one of the things I was working on today. A robot. <laughs> if you look in the top right-hand corner, uh, there is no. a new chart that has uh, been created. It is the public opinion chart, uh, and there are two extremes. On the left, there's the Amalgamated Man extreme, and on the right, there's the Petrochem extreme, which means yeah. that not only do you guys have to manage uh, the strike, but you also have to manage like crisis and stuff. So the right actions will move public opinion over towards uh, Amalgamated Man, or towards Petrochem, depending on your alignment. Well, we got hired to work for Amalgam Man, so there we are. I feel like I'm going to accidentally punch a bunch of people, though. Or, like, hit them with my horse. Get bad karma. <laughs> uh, yeah, Frogger. don't pick up any forks. <laughs> Frogger pops up and takes his helmet off and goes, Oh, that was... um." Less of a boom than I was expecting. Their coding language is really alarming. What kind of your, alarming? Your little goggles are adorable. <laughs> Thanks, they're custom. Uh, he says, no, they're just like... It was like... Um, let me get the... Pull up my agent. <laughs> It was like high temperature purge, 30, 29, 28. And that sort of thing is like what they use in medical labs for when they're going to blow a room. But it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't that. It was just kind of like a little... Do you think they were going to flood this place with like liquid hot chemicals? Yeah, I thought that they were going to destroy like everything in the area. That's what the system A lot of stuff. Okay, well, I'm going to find another data terminal and see if I can find out what happened there. Okay. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, so I'm going to I'm going to scan for another um another network access point and see if I can find some hinkiness or funny business. Absolutely. Yeah. Um so go ahead and I'll do you want to use the same access point you just had? It wasn't unsafe. Uh, no, I very specifically don't want to be in the place where we just were, just in case we're blamed for something. Fair. All right. Does that mean that the party is moving away from the, um, moving away from the area? Yeah, definitely. I don't be blamed for shit. Uh, all right. Uh, as you guys move away from the, um, uh, the machine that caused the accident. Um, you can see that like more and more of those like news bots come by. So there's like 10 of them kind of swarming and kind of all orbiting and shooting photos of like, you can see them like tracing the blood trail and stuff. And you can hear some of the news people being like a terrible accident, um, allegations of um, all sorts of malfeasance on the part of amalgamated man, um, horrifying conditions here. 
how many deaths uh, will go on before the government steps in, those sorts of things. And like they are, they appear to be like shock jock kind of style reporting on this with an uncontrolled narrative. So yeah, I'm going to, yeah, Oni's out of the, out of the entire bunch. It's like shift. That's, that's the best chattiness. So yeah, but like, shift's not going to chat to the drones. Like, well, there's dudes. Oh, Dude, uh, there are actual like press people there as well. I, I'm sorry if that wasn't clear. Yeah. Uh, who looks like the most? Is there? Is is Big P here? Um, you can see uh, uh, Big P um, kind of like trying to get her way back there, um, and you can see that like she's like trying to appear above on her like um, cyber arms, like the ones that come from her shoulder, um, the big mechanical ones. And in like one arm, she has like a Tupperware um, tucked underneath it, like one of rat worms. And she's <laughs> she's trying to get her way in um, there, but she doesn't seem to be making her way in successfully. I use my eye thing. I have my my phone in my eyeball. Yeah. My head's up to give her a message, or like to text with her or something. That a thing? Yeah, sure. Yeah, you can send a short beam message to her. Um, by the way, Frogger, now that you're in here, you do know that all of home uh, Homestead is wired up. It's just their their hard line to the outside has been cut. So the network architecture okay. in here is complete. Okay. Um, they cut the hard I'm, line? They cut the hard line. I'm going to send a quick message on my agent to, uh, to shift, saying checking for sabotage. Okay, shift. What did you want to say to to um, um, to to Pauline? You like send her a message, and like she kind of like looks down at her arm where like her agent is. Uh, the message says, "Well, this is a real clusterfuck. If you want to save it, you have to let me know who's going to talk to these cameras in ten seconds. Go." Uh, she uh, like there's like it's like uh, Pauline is typing. Deleted. Pauline is typing. Deleted. Pauline is typing. Deleted. You? Question mark? Wrong! Try again. Dot dot dot. Deleted. Dot dot dot. Deleted. Dot dot dot. Deleted. Me? Question mark? Alright, can she get over to the reporter's room? Um, yeah, I'll say that if, if someone makes a supporting role, something to either convince them to get out of the way or if you want to use muscle again, Carl has his hand yep. up. I was going to say, Carl, Carl, make a path. Choo-choo. And then <laughs> um, while he's choo-chooing, I'm going to be sending her on her pad what to say. Like okay. a prepared statement. Oh, like Cyrano. All right. Cyrano do you want to, uh, do you want to write me up like the basics of that? Um, um, shit. <laughs> Like, Tim, just... do you want to write up the basics of that? <laughs> Say whatever you said. <laughs> Basically, that so this you is... you got to write it for Ian so he can read it. Do, do you want me to type uh, it up? No, no, no. Please <laughs> tell me in audio. Okay. So the basic <laughs> premise is that terrible accident day, but it only further proves their accusations against Petrochem that their workplace environment is unsafe. So for the workers, we're trying to, you know, Take trying to enhance safety measures and so on, and even with this heightened caution, there was still a terrible accident. That's just it. <laughs> I think leave. Sure. Absolutely, uh, yeah. Carl. What's our role for the crowd control? 
Oh, let's see here. So there isn't like an inter or not interrogation, intimidation, I don't think. It seems to be all under persuasion question mark. Is that a tough word there? <laughs> I just like felt like drawing it out. I like Persuade. the way it... it feels nice um, to say it a weird way. What can I say? So <laughs> I can't even fault it. I talk weird all the time. Yes, you do. I'd say, like, yeah, persuasion is probably, like, what it would be. Um, I do think that there's a chance to, like, like, maybe use, like, a tactics or something, or, like, a language role, perhaps. Um, I'm trained in tactics. I do think that, like, social would be where I would be looking for. Um, yeah, something in that realm to try and get like intimidation sort of thing. Uh, I mean, it probably then it's just persuasion. Okay, make me a persuasion check then. You said I get a plus two because I was scary. Yes, a plus. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not good at this. That's what luck's for. <laughs> yeah, you could spend some luck if you wanted. I've already clicked the button. Just takes a hundred years to load, apparently. So eleven. Uh, eleven is enough to get her there, but not get her there quickly. Uh, and like there is like a um, there's like all all the workers are like just saying like random things. Like all of the news people seem to be like interviewing just like random people who are just like saying things. But as like Pauline kind of pushes her way through with her like white mohawk and her like big mechanical arms. She cuts kind of like a pretty bit, pretty large imposing figure. It's so, like everyone like turns to her and she's like, I, I have a statement. And then like everyone like stops and all the drones like whir around to get like a good photo. And everyone kind of turns there and she says, um, this uh, was a, a, a terrible accident. Uh, and it only, uh, uh, we're trying to enhance the safety measures, uh, not having a lot of success, uh, terrible accidents, um, uh, Petrochem, bad. Um, they took all their safety officers, and now there's been more accidents. Um, we're trying to train uh, people, and um, he's not dead. Um, he's definitely not dead. Um, uh, uh, allegations are true against Petrochem, uh, and we're trying to make their safety measures better, but honestly, no one really here understands them. Um, so, any questions? Thanks for listening to this episode of Cyberpunk Red Homestead. Please rate and subscribe, and follow us on Twitter at SkyHammerK, on Instagram and YouTube at Skyhammer Press, and on Twitch at Twitch.tv/MassiveDamageAdventures. If you want some outtakes, keep listening after I stop talking. Other game stuff, Ian. If you would like me to put on the official Cyberpunk Red uh, playlist stuff through um, Sirenscape, I could do that. I would love that. Um, I really like the Spotify playlist that I have, but I like consistent music better than I like inconsistent music. Yo, okay, I'm gonna work for that. Uh, and that's Sir Ian Lord the DM uh, to you. So, oh, I'm sorry, Sir Ian Lord the DM.